That was beautiful, girl. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Learn. Special edition. Spe- <laughs> it's a special edition because we're doing it from a different location. We're recording at Misha's place. So, y'all, usually we record at Kat's house. She has a beautiful apartment, fully furnished. <laughs> I come in, everything's set up. Sometimes I grab some snacks from her cabinet. She says, you want some water? I say, yes, thank you. She came to my house. I said, should we put these on books? Should we put these mics on books? Because I don't got a table. This is uh, very, it's a little scary for me because these books are, it looks like a stack of J- like Jenga puzzle right now that could tell at any moment. So if you randomly hear a scream during this recording, that's me trying to keep this mic from falling. So but there's so many, there's so much knowledge under these mics. <laughs> Like, there are so many good books under these mics. I'm just like, this is symbolic for who we are. She has a pretty solid collection of books. I will tell you, she's she's pretty woke. Anyway, so, hey, welcome to Unlearn. I don't know if I already said that, but if I did, I said it again. Oh, well. Boom. So, <laughs> uh, we're going to start off this week with This Week in Twitter Feuds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Azalea Banks. I I remember when I first heard that, I, I first heard, like, her song, Was It 212? And I was like, yes, I love this. And she has she some good like, music. She was, like, talking about licking pussy. I was so for it. I was like, yes, things that I like to do. And... <laughs> <laughs> But like no, like no artist sings about liking Muzzy, and so I was like super excited about it. Um, and then she, oh gosh, she's as a human being, like in a person, she's on and everybody, a, a troll on Twitter. She's unbearable. Like sometimes she's like cool when, it, like sometimes it's good when it's against like uh, Iggy Azalea and yeah. her being wanting to benefit from Black culture without having to like suffer actually being you sound black. like azalea right now <laughs> uh, and she she isn't uh so some occasionally even a blind squirrel finds a nut so that's like azalea. <laughs> that's is like, that a phrase <laughs> yeah that's amazing <laughs> i didn't know so that's like how i feel about azalea Banks. sometimes she's like oh okay very rarely i'm like oh okay girl sometimes a blind whale finds another whale <laughs> I was trying to come up with one like this girl. <laughs> okay, well, I think echolocation, don't they? Um, do they? I don't really know much about wells. Let's continue. To yeah, talk that's about Azalea. <laughs> then neither here or there. So, <sighs> Azalea Banks, she was commenting on a music video by Zayn, who I really know nothing about. I think that he was in One Direction. One Direction, yeah. Okay. He's the one cultural piece in that. Yeah. <laughs> so she was just saying, like, some real homophobic stuff. Um, some, like, slightly xenophobic what, stuff. What's she doing? Yeah. She was saying a ton of... She's just, she's a fucking asshole. Like, to be perfectly honest, she's a she fucking asshole. She was saying about refugees. Like, they don't let your family in or something. Yeah. Like, she... Ugh. Whatever. She's, like, kind of a, just a disgusting human... Um, so, uh, what's the old girl's name? What is her name? What? <laughs> Disney, Disney girl. Let me look Yeah, up. the, so this, 
one girl from Disney, uh, the Disney show Bunked, which I know that, but I don't know her name, apparently. Uh, it's okay, I just searched it on Instagram. <laughs> uh, and she's also famous for being a meme. Sky Jackson. Sky Jackson, yes. So, 14-year-old girl takes Azalea Banks, drags her all through the Twitterverse. Just drags her. Like, it's embarrassing. Like, Azalea Banks, this grown woman who acts like a child and this child who acts like a grown woman and just destroys her. And she's just like, this little girl is just well, like, my career is better than yours. That's what was so funny is that Azalea Banks is essentially known as just being like a troll. Mm-hmm. But this other person is like a successful actress. I mean, right. for her age, she's like making money. She right. has followers. Right. And Azalea was like, who are you? You know, basically. Right. And she was like, I mean, who are you? I almost have 3 million Instagram followers. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, ah. Like, a, like right. Azalea Banks was just like trying to knock her for being a meme. It's just like, oh, but I've had like a successful career for almost a decade now. And I am 14 years old. <laughs> What are you on, girl? But the thing is, if you look at Sky Jackson's Instagram, like mm-hmm. she loves the fact that she's a meme mm-hmm. and she like laughs at it all the time. Right. So you can't be coming at somebody with something they think's already funny. Right. <laughs> you can't be like, but you a meme. Like, I've been known that and right. I've been laughing at it. I've been posting my own meme. Right. You know? <laughs> no. So I I know that many people tell Zoya Banks to take a seat and I'm going to be another one of them. Girl, just take a seat. You know what? I feel like she needs to chop a tree down, process the wood, and build her own seat. <laughs> build a chair and then sit in it. Like, that's what she needs to do. You didn't think I was going. There. I didn't, you I didn't know like, I was going. I was like, is she going to crawl into a hole? Or like, where is this? You, I'm going to bring this back. But, but Even I like a blind tree sometimes <laughs> finds another blind tree. You know? <laughs> that's I just wrap that up. The branches just touch. Sometimes they just. <laughs> so, sometimes a blind tree finds a blind squirrel, and it's like a perfect match. Okay. That's Azalea Banks. She's the blind squirrel. Her future lover is the blind tree. <laughs> so that's what's happening in Twitter feeds. Anyway, we're gonna for today's episode, we're gonna talk about something that our generation talks about a lot, which is. How making friends after college is hard. It's so hard, hard, y'all. But why? Like, I just don't, like, under... How did our parents make friends? How did future generations... Did you just, like, kick it with your neighbors? Do we lose a skill? Do you join the PTA? Do you, like... I don't know. How did our parents make friends? Cat, that's one thing I'm wondering about. Because, okay, if I think about my parents and think about who their closest friends are, like my mom's best friend has been her best friend since third grade. Wow. It has not changed. Wow. That's true friendship. It's real friendship. She's my godmother. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's cute. (laughs) But it's still like her friends are either friends she's had in high school or the people she works with. And those, that's just like her circle. So when I graduated, you know, like when you're in school, your friends are the people you're like you're in classes with, you're mm-hmm. in these clubs with. When you go onto a campus, you basically kind of have like a built-in friend network. Yeah. You go to grad school, kind of the same thing. You go out and it's like, oh, at the end of the day, the only place that's expecting you is your bed, <laughs> your couch. <laughs> no human. 
I mean, I guess, so, like, I know a lot of people um, after um, graduating that made friends with their coworkers, but I feel like that's kind of dangerous and, like, kind of a slippery slope. Yeah, totally. Because you don't want to... I, I mean, I totally make friends with my coworkers. That's how Misha and I know each other. You forced it on I, me. I did. I forced my friendship on her. You, but, like, legitimately told, me, legitimately told me we were going to be friends. Was like, I not did- right? Yeah, you were right. <laughs> I'm not saying that she wasn't right. What I'm saying is I that did, you like, usually that never happens with friends. Like you don't, yeah. you're not like we're gonna be friends. I had a good feeling about you. Thanks. I was, oh, so I just saw Misha walking, and I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna be friends," but <gasps> she doesn't know it yet. And then once we started talking, I was like, "Yeah, we're definitely gonna be friends." She's very silly, and I'm very serious. So. Perfect combination. Yeah, peanut butter and jelly. If I yeah. eat jelly, you're the jelly because you're sweet, and I'm, I'm peanut butter because I'm salty and consistent. Interesting. That doesn't work. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know what that I'm means. I'm actually the even. bread. That's what you didn't you're- know. <laughs> I'm the bread. <laughs> um, yeah, but you forced your friendship on me. I didn't want it. No. I said, I said, get out of here, cat. <laughs> I don't want your first friendship. <laughs> uh, but Misha and I only worked together for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of, I don't know if we would even, if it would have worked out, if we still worked in the same organization. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it would. Hopefully it would. But I think a lot of people our age now, like, find, befriend their coworkers. Mm. Mixing your personal with your... Professional. Yeah. That's just... I don't know. That could get that can well, get dangerous. Because if you think about it, they're the people you spend the most time with. And mm-hmm. when I considered myself to be religious, like that's also a place where I would make friends. Mm-hmm. It's like I would make it at church because those are the people that you also have a lot of com- in common with. But I think one of the things that's been hardest for me is graduating and then moving into a new city is that I don't feel like I'm a typical 25 year old. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I enjoy a lot of things that 25 year olds enjoy. Like I'm not a partier. I'm not really into drinking that much. I'm not really into like going out and spending that much money. I'm like, can't we just like read together? Can't we just like sit at home and laugh? Can't we just go to dinner and have one glass of wine and talk? You know, like that's just all I really want to do. But how do you find friends that way unless you go to parties? Unless you're like, here's another group of people. As as someone who goes to bars a lot, I want to say that that's not really how you make friends. Like, I can't think of one person that I, I, I meet people in the bar. We exchange numbers. We never talk again. Mm-hmm. That's like pretty much what happens. Because when you're drunk, everyone's your friend. You're like, oh, my God. No, you're so cute. No, you're cute. You're Let's be cute. friends. Yes. And then you like text them in the sobering daylight. And they're like, who is this? <laughs> what new phone who is? And it's like, <laughs> okay um that's cool you didn't have to use that line i knew you didn't have my number (laughs) (laughs) but it's like so i don't i don't honestly i think you should have shared interests and if drinking at bars is like your (laughs) interest then like i think that like you it seems like you'd be able to make friends at a bar you can make romance happen at a bar i met my boo at a bar that's so cute (laughs) that's so cute I mean, but see, that's my thing is I don't want friends that share all the same interests with me, you know? Like, I feel like the the friends that have been 
my best friends are always friends who are different than I am. Mm -hmm. And the people who are exactly like me are exactly like me in a few ways. Like either Mm -hmm. we have the same sense of humor, but we're completely different in other ways or we're like super nerdy, but have like completely different personalities. But it's very rare that I'm friends with a person who's like similar personality, similar interest, similarly old in many ways. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know how you'd find that. Like, you know, if I wanted to find somebody exactly like me, maybe I would just bring a latte to a book to a bookstore and just sit and wait and be like, who's going to come in here? (laughs) They're about to be my friends. But I was like, "Mm, do I want you to be my friend? You look a little lame. I don't feel like I'm. (laughs) I don't know. Cat, help me. It's funny that you mentioned a bookstore and then you dress your book by its cover. Think about that. Sometimes a blind book finds <laughs> another blind book and they become friends. So some ways that so people definitely tell you to like or that people say that you find friends by doing things that you like and having like certain interests. Mm-hmm. There are alternative ways of finding friends. Just as you would find your uh, a, a lover, you can swipe for friendship. What? So Bumble has a um, there's an app called Bumble, and they added a part. Uh, they added like a new section that's called Bumble BFF, <gasps> where you can just swipe for friends. Problems. This is why this doesn't work. You only get 300 characters. I'm not going to know if I like someone in 300 characters. Some people don't write anything at all. So you have to look at their photos and decide what? whether you want to be their friends. And I'm just like, I'm, I, I, this like doesn't Wait, work. not even me. 300 words. 300 characters. What can you, like, how can you make someone interested in being your friend? And so all the profiles are the same. I love brunch and The Bachelor. I want to let's I'm go to the beach and put a link to a YouTube where I talk for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My 300 characters is going to be a YouTube link. Please click this. That's so That's hard. Clever. That's very clever. God, that is so hard because it's like, how do you, I think that's hard because sometimes in a friendship or in a romantic relationship, you, you can't really gauge what you, what works. I feel like sometimes, sometimes I can say like, you know, these are the people that I typically become friends with, but then sometimes a person comes along and like, that's a person you would never think you would become friends with. Like, for Mm -hmm. example, my best friend was the running back of our college football team (laughs) an Omega black muscular dude who was really popular. I never went to a party. I stayed in the study center on Friday nights <laughs> and wrote and did my homework and was not very popular. And people never could put us together. They never understood how we became friends or how it worked. But, like, it just worked. And I never would have thought that we would have been such good friends. Typically because I hate sports. <laughs> I just, I never went to games. I was like, I'm so glad you're a football player, but I'm not trying to watch you. You know, and I never would have, I never would have gone into college thinking like this would be my best friend coming out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's so hard to think about an app that's like describe yourself or even thinking about the most important thing about yourself that you want to put out there. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know. I, the way that I met my best friend in college is that we had this, like, we knew nothing. We lived in the same dorm. We knew nothing about each other. 
but we just had this like weird curiosity about each other like we would just like watch each other as we passed and we were just it was so it was this like, seems like, like such a weird. creepy origin it story was. <laughs> we would watch each other we were we were so like just fascinated with each other and there was definitely like some kind of magnet driving us together mm. um and then we were our sophomore year we were eye guides which are like people who help you move into your mm. dorm on the first day and like we started talking and then we just never stopped <laughs> talking and, and like within we were like best friends within a couple of months and then well it got kind of weird because everyone thought we were dating that's so sweet that's well, exactly how it is with your friends with somebody who is the opposite identifying appearing sex well i mean it was kind of funny because he was out as a gay man mm-hmm. so that's why it was weird that everyone thought that we were dating <laughs> funny but we're uh and if you're listening mark hey how are you i miss you boo uh but it just works like i have to yell mine out (laughs) dang i was trying to be discreet cat (laughs) i mean you were pretty descriptive so (laughs) i think like people who know you can figure it out that's very true And like I feel with like certain people, I feel like that chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like I feel a friendship chemistry. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I'm gonna say it's a real thing. Just like I felt, I felt like a romantic chemistry with my partner. I feel like a friendship chemistry. Can I ask one? Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. I know we're talking about like making friends in general, but I want to ask a question about having a best friend who's the opposite sex. Mm, yeah, because I know. That a lot of people, especially people who think about gender and romantic relationship in like such stereotypical or such like straightforward ways, are always mm-hmm. like, you can't be a, like a man and a woman can't have a friendship without like romantically wanting to get involved. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas like I have never felt that attraction to my best friend. Like we've all, like he has felt from the very beginning like a brother to me. Mm hmm. And so I've never understood how people can say that men and women who are heterosexual specifically can't be best friends. And yet I'm kind of like, this just makes sense to us. Yeah. But I've known a lot of people like I've even known men and women in couples who are like, no, like if you are friends, are best friends with somebody opposite sex, like they have to go like this is just not okay. What do you think of this cat? I I think I, I think you're. Ugh. it's it's so stupid it's just like <laughs> our and why i feel like this is such a hetero thing because you'll never mm-hmm. say like oh well you're both lesbians but you're just friends or like are you like sleeping together and it's just like oh well you've probably at least made up like no one says that but it's just like yeah. if a if the two people who are perceived as heterosexual become friends like of opposite sex there's just this i don't like it this assumption doesn't make sense. I think a lot of people think that relationships come from the best of friendships, mm-hmm. which is maybe where they're coming from. May, uh, I have, I, I don't know what's on these mm. people's minds, but I definitely believe that you can have platonic relationships yeah. with people. Because sometimes sex. when you have such good relationships with them, you understand why it wouldn't work. Right. Right. You're like, you, dude, I know you so well. Like, I don't see how these people from the outside would. No, I tell you what it is. He and I are like really have the similar personality that humor wise. Mm-hmm. 
we were tour guides and we were like incredible together because we bounced <laughs> off of each other so well. But at the end of it, people like always wanted us to date and we were like, yo, chill. Right? Like, <laughs> just because we're both funny doesn't mean we are going to make good romantic partners for the rest mm-hmm. of our life. And we don't even like each other that way. Like when people tell me, used to tell me like, oh, you should date Vine. I'd be like, what, what the hell? Like, <laughs> would I date my blood brother? Right. No. Yeah. So why would I date him? He's like blood to me. Yeah. That's definitely like, you start to see your best friend as family. So it doesn't make sense to you to like, it doesn't see them romantically. And everyone's just like, well, you're not really blood related. So <laughs> like, uh, it's creepy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> That's like a rock solid question of listeners. If you have like some science backed information or even just opinions, feel free to email us. I prefer opinions because science is racist. (laughs) That's yeah, that's accurate. Um, But back to like making friends as an adult. It's so hard when you're not a part of a religious community. It feels Mm -hmm. hard when you're like, I feel like I never quite fit into groups. Yeah. You know, like. This is, so I'm not trying to be offensive, but it's like, you know, if I went to a group where everybody's just like super hipster, in some ways I might fit in, mm-hmm. but I'm not a hipster. I'm just not going to fit in. Like when I, like for musicians, for example, like when I would go over Chicago, go all around Chicago, go into these different open mic nights, it was very clear that I just didn't fit in with a lot of the different musician groups because I'm pretty like straight laced and pretty like old in a lot of ways it's like yo i want to go to bed at like 10 11 i'm not trying to stay out to three o'clock in the morning and drink with you like yeah. that's not what i want to do spend my time you can't get skin like this without <laughs> hydrating and getting sleep you know so i just i feel like i never fit in like i'm never in a space where it's like you belong and we want to have you as a friend do you feel like people compromise parts of their personalities to fit into groups oh for sure. I like, because I, I don't really feel it fit into groups either. And I just mm-hmm. feel that I'm, I think it's because I'm really uncompromising on my personality. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I rather just not hang out with you than like having to adjust my personality in a way that be pleasing to you. Well, then you become like the token person as well. Mm-hmm. If they do accept you in the group, like, you know, yes, is like group of so and so people might allow you to be in their group but it's because you're like the token this person you know like we're all quiet and you're like just loud and rambunctious so you make us this way Mm -hmm. and i'm like do i really want to be that person too Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just don't i'm not sure (laughs) i'm not sure i want to it's kind of cool though i feel like when you're so unwavering in your personality i think it takes like a lot of being secure in who you are and i i don't and I'm not, I don't want to say that, like, specifically our generation is insecure in who they are, but I think that since there's such a, like, proliferation of, like, information and feeling sharing and, like, mm-hmm. at any moment you can know how anyone feels because they'll post it on social media mm-hmm. or, like... This uh, crazy woman told me. <laughs> and so, like, there's a clearer picture of who we are as a society because so many people are posting their feelings and posting mm-hmm. their thoughts and ideas and so I, I feel like i have a clearer picture of who millennials are versus who baby boomers are mm-hmm. and i think that like maybe everyone's vulnerable maybe like 
no there are tons of people who just feel like they don't fit in but no one feels like they fit in everybody's just posing i i i wonder that like i think i think about that a lot because like i was definitely raised to be a loner like my Mm -hmm. mom's a loner um my brother's kind of a loner and so i realized that like i'm kind of a loner too well, and and also I feel like with this like very strong personality, I feel like sometimes, you know, people just expect other people to be like, yes, a people pleaser. Like, yo, you'll mm-hmm. just go along with this. I am not. I feel like I'm not that person. Right. Like, if I don't want to go, I'll be like, no, I, I just don't want to go. Right. So I'm not going to go. <laughs> so like even in grad school, you know, people would be like, yeah, you know, like, you never come out with let's just go to us this thing. And I'm like, no, like, because I know I'm going to get there and I'm going to be pissed. Right. I'm like, why the hell am I here? Why did I pay five dollars to listen to music? that I don't like, and watch mm-hmm. these people who can't dance, <laughs> like, spill drinks on me. This is not fun. I could have more fun at home <laughs> in my pajamas laughing with you, but instead, we're watching these people with two left feet. <laughs> you know? And it's like, ugh. But I'm learning. People are, people are in my life now. Vod is one of those people mm-hmm. who have tried to show me how to loosen up that maybe people with two left feet are just people <laughs> who just don't care. They're yeah, like, I got two left feet, and I don't care. I want to have fun. I like, no, I definitely do that. If I'm like in a bar and I'm like, oh my God, what are they doing? And I'm like, you know, Catherine, chill the fuck out. They're having fun. They're living their lives. What are you doing? Why are you watching? Why are you ain't there dancing? Right? Like, <laughs> like get the fuck over yourself. I, it's, I mean, that's because it's in our human nature to judge people. Mm-hmm. It is. It totally is. I think, you know, I think in order to make friends as well, you have to be very honest about what type of person you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that I've I've only now gotten to the point in my life where I've come to fully accept that I'm not a free spirit. (laughs) Like, I... I feel like if if you read about a lot of my interests and personality, you know, personality type on a piece of paper, you would be like, yo, this person is like such a hippie, such a free spirit. Then you meet me, and it's like, you are not. You are very organized. I am very organized, except for with my clothing. It's not, it's just like, <laughs> it looks like a tornado hit. But I'm very organized, and spontaneity really freaks me out. Mm-hmm. When people are like, oh, I know we plan to do this, but let's drive to here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Did we budget? Did we talk about this? Do you know the route? Do we have snacks for the car? Like, did you plan all this? Like, that would be the that would be the biggest best surprise for me mm-hmm. if somebody was like, "Cancel the plans. We're going here." And guess what? I have all these plans. These are, I have an itinerary for y'all. I'd be like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Organized by and Navy. you have snacks. <gasps> That's. No, I feel you. I hate surprises. God, I just don't like that. <laughs> Unless they're like, here's a here's a mug. Something like that. <laughs> you know, like, you didn't expect me to buy you this mug here. I'd be like, thank you. This is so nice. <laughs> yeah, cat. But I gotta be honest about myself, you know? Yeah. and Because I feel like my personality is one that's very goofy and very, like, over the top. And I feel like people really tie that with like oh that means you must be like this way this way and this way mm-hmm. that's just not the case it's like don't be coming up in my apartment mm-hmm. talking about nonsense smoking dropping stuff on the nah, <laughs> nah you gotta calm down <laughs> you gotta calm it down 
do you feel like people make, I mean, I guess it's normal, but do you feel like sometimes you meet people and they think you're going to get along because of your initial personality and then when they get to know you, it's kind of like, this doesn't really work. All the time, constantly. Mm-hmm. That's like most people that I meet. <laughs> what about, it? what do you think it is about your initial personality that allows them to feel that way? But then what do you think it is about your actual personality that drives them away? I think that... Um, initially I can be like very social. I can seem like super fun. Like I love dancing. Mm-hmm. I, I can dance every single day. So if you, you are so if you like me, me at the bar or something and I'm dancing and I'm getting, in, I'm like talking to all these people, like who I am at a bar intoxicated is so different from who I am <laughs> in real life. Like I could, I could totally look like I'm the life of the party, but when we're like at a coffee shop, I want to talk social justice and intersectional feminism and let's talk about like books and like, it's just, I just like don't, I think a lot of the people that I meet are just like more superficial than I, than I am. Like I can, I'll definitely turn up. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'll, I'll get crazy. Mm -hmm. But it's very easy to appear superficial. Yeah. It is. No, it's hard for me because sometimes I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you? What? You got to let loose. <laughs> you just got to let loose. I want. Well, how do you think people like, so same question to you. I think that people like when I'm. Okay, for example, like during orientation, when you're like on campus and you're meeting all these different people, when I'm new to work, when I'm like new in certain environments, I think my personality is very outgoing and very humorous. And so people are just like, oh, this person's just so fun. And like, as you get to know me, I think you realize how much of a fuddy-duddy I am a lot of times. (laughs) Like, I feel like I seem carefree at first and just like, like a class clown. Mm -hmm. But then you get to know me and it's like okay like you have a very good sense of humor but in a lot of ways you're just like this over like organized anxious person (laughs) (laughs) which i mean you know like because i am i'm very particular about who i like to be my friend it hasn't really been an issue so maybe i just solved my issue cat (laughs) because on air therapy on air (laughs) therapy because i am not the type of person that wants a big group of friends Mm -hmm. so like i want like two or three good friends and that's it like i don't i don't need anymore and that's how it's that's how it's been my entire life in high school i had three friends didn't really care about the rest yeah college i had vod i had like maybe two other friends that's it grad school three best friends that's it it's never like you know it's never like oh i have a crew like there's 20 of us rolling deep yeah we're all tight it's like no i need like one or two people like solid people and then i don't need anybody else do you ever like think about people who need squads do you think that like Like, they're afraid of being alone like why i i think it's because like they feel like they feel like if they're surrounded by people that they're Mm -hmm. not alone but probably internally. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like something to like combat loneliness. Hmm. You know, I feel like, okay, so there are a lot of issues I have with organized religion, but one of the really good things I ca- think that came from my Christianity, um, one day I just decided that if I was going to be truly happy, then I had to be 
happy being by myself. Like I had to be happy being completely alone with like myself and God. So it was like for a very short amount of time in high school, I considered being a nun. But then I realized you had to be Catholic to be a nun. And I was Baptist. So that didn't work out. Um, But I was like, you know, this to me is the ultimate test of if I'm happy in life is if I'm if I'm able to be truly feel fulfilled with myself and not necessarily think that I need a partner or a friend in order to be completely fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so I think at the end of high school and all the way through college, I try to develop a mentality where where I like felt that if I never got married, if I never had children, like I knew I could be happy. And I feel like for better and for worse, that's kind of a personality that is like just kind of carried with me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always the type of person that's like, I don't date you because I need you. Cause a very long time ago I became very good and confident with being alone yeah I'm, I'm not friends with you because i feel like i need to be friends with right. you it's because i think that you're a special person and i want to be friends with you and i think that is one of the reasons why i'm just not necessarily a person that's like i, I have to go out and find friends because a very long time ago i was like i am really just like a happy part i'm just i feel very fulfilled I don't need a like roll. I don't need to roll in like twenty deep, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I could roll in one deep myself into my apartment <laughs> with a book and some tea and be like, "Yo, this is the best life," you know. And my my stepdad always makes fun of me. He's like, "Go out and buy like three cats," and I'm like, "No, because all the cats are in my spirit." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to sometimes a blind cat finds, finds a blind cat. You know? I was waiting, knew you were about to say blind cat. <laughs> Sometimes a blind cat finds a blind cat. Okay. You're, oh my god, your name is Cat. <laughs> You're the And I'm blind. <laughs> Yo, I'm so philosophical sometimes. And I'm high on hydration water. You're welcome, listeners. This Have you ever felt the, the need way. to get a squad? Um I Oh, I, de- I definitely rolled with squats in college, but that was... This was the book I read that made me... Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I had a moment. <laughs> the book that I read that made me want to be okay with and one with myself is right here. Do <laughs> you want to tell the listeners? Yes, I'll tell you about it. So, if you've all... Uh, do you read J.D. Salinger at all? No, I don't. He wrote The Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. Which made me want to read another novel of his called Franny and Zoe. And this is going to be a spoiler alert. So if you want to read this book, don't listen to this. (laughs) In the book, the main conflict is caused because the woman reads this verse in 1 Thessalonians that says that in order to like basically not perfect your spirit, but I don't know, like soothe the spirit, get closer to God. You have to learn to pray without ceasing. So the whole conflict in the book came was caused by the fact that she was trying to figure out how to continually pray all the time, like literally be praying in her head all the time. And she, this book was mentioned in it. And in high school, I was like, that's so interesting. I wonder if that's a real book. And I went (laughs) online and it was a real book. So I ordered it and I was like, I'm going to read it. And this dude like spends his whole life trying to figure out what it was like to pray without ceasing and basically like, 
goes by himself on this really long journey through Russia. And I was like, that is the ultimate beauty right here. You know, it's like, oh, let me just walk through the woods. Just pray. I love that. See, sometimes I'm like, why am I not religious? (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, because of this. (laughs) Anyway, Kat, thank you for allowing. Oh, the book is called The Way of the Pilgrim, by the way. And I think it's an unknown author. If you want to read it. Uh, Okay. Thank you for. You don't have to read it if you don't want to, Kat. I'll I'll read it once I get through this book club book. I'm almost done. It's so good. I know, I know. You're all saying you love bragging about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I read fast now, like hair flow. <laughs> uh, but so I guess to like answer your previous question, I definitely in college I definitely ran with a squad, and I ran with like a variety of squads. Mm, so, and, but I multiple not, squads. But I, I, that was like kind of like not a common thing for me. Mm-hmm. I definitely spent my first year in of undergrad alone and being really and feeling really lonely, mm. um, and like having to like go to, through therapy. And mm. I mean, it was also I was dealing with a ton of shit anyway. Mm-hmm. Like my home life was yeah jacked to hell, um, which makes it hard sometimes. Yeah, and it's like hard to be alone when you're like alone with the thoughts of your father's death mm-hmm. <laughs> thoughts of poverty and welfare yeah. um and how am i gonna pay for college mm-hmm. real uh, problem yeah real problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like just like what i was going through like my, my latte called that's not right a problem. <laughs> uh so i around like sophomore year i like i started having large friend groups and i think that kind of really develops in college where like mm-hmm. a lot of similar like-minded people and I'm like hanging out together and when you're like an RA we're like kind of like a cult where we just like <laughs> all hang out with each other yeah. I don't know if you did that when you were an RA but like I had like, I like I me and a bunch of RAs would always hang out all the time mm-hmm. and that it'd be like RAs from other it'd be RAs from the building next door mm-hmm. or and like it just so happened my best friend is also an RA and yeah. just like we're just we just we have the personality types to become mm-hmm. RAs, like me and my friends. So anyway, I definitely like roll with the squad, but I only had, I didn't talk to the majority of the people in the group though. Mm-hmm. I would just talk to like my main friends, like yeah. the, the people who I like see the people that I see every day that I have built a really close and personal relationship with. Like, yeah, we're in this like major group of people, but it's like, we always, we spent a lot of time talking to each other. Mm. Well, and they're just, I don't know, I feel like a squad's, like, kind of just background noise. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like there are a lot of pictures online that are, like, squad goals. You know, like, five or six people that are just, like, essential to the squad, and they each have their own role. Right. But it sounds like for you, the squad was, like, there's this big circle of people, but then you had, like, your own mini circle. Right. Like, the big circle. I definitely had an inner circle. Yeah. That, like, so most squad members would never penetrate, so. <laughs> <laughs> most squad. <laughs> you know what we need to do? Our listeners need to email us in, write us in about how they make friends. Yeah, share your tips on friend making in your post-college years. Or if it's been hard. Yeah, and share your struggles, because we're, we're all there with you, and we support you. Um, and that's going to... 
I don't know. That's all I really got to say about friendships for today. But I'm glad you're my friend. I'm glad you're my friend, too. I'm glad that you went along with me. You're forced. Demanding, demanding your friendship. friendship. I, I mean, we have good taste in friends. That's really true, actually. <laughs> all the friends that I become friends with, I'm still friends with. Huh. I, Except so, for the ones that call me N-words and... <laughs> in elementary school and middle school i dropped them real quick those they were never your friends they were never my friends you were never- <laughs> i remember this one girl i remember her exact name she was my best friend i thought then she came up to me one day at school and said my daddy said i can't be friends with you no more i said why she said because he said i can't be friends with niggers I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, thinking back to that day, I'm like, dang, was I in 1815? Like, right. what kind of, who just says that? Right. That's real life South Carolina growing up right there. Right, in the 90s. Exactly. What? People be crazy. People still, I'm pretty sure people are still saying that today. Oh, in my town? Kids. For sure. In all yeah. towns, actually. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up we're doing another book club episode in a month so this month our book club is reading kindred by octavia butler and according to misha is amazing it's I, so good i have just started cat tried to ask me questions about it. i said no cat i'm not gonna tell you i need clarification the plot's like low-key confusing Anyway, you'll find out. <laughs> That's Twilight Zone music. I was trying to make it Twilight Zone. <laughs> so, um, again, we'll do an episode on it in a month if you've read it or if you would like to read it and join us virtually from our book club. We'll talk about it and we'll love to hear what you think. And also, you can still share your opinions on the color purple if you maybe just finished you it. You want to. Yeah, you can really just share whatever you want with us. We we like your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for joining us today, and have an awesome day, week, month. Until we meet again. Bye, guys. Bye.